0: Hello everyone, this is David Figueroa, and I am your host for the Cryptoom Radio. And I am Eduardo Linus. In this podcast, we have a special guest, Osvaldo Mojica. He is our Chief Design Officer here at Cryptoom. Osvaldo, it's a pleasure to have you give uh, the listeners a sneak peek of the process that it took for the Crypto Magazine. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, first of all, I want to say thank you to you, David and uh, Eduardo, for bringing me on. It's really a, a pleasure. Uh, I know that uh, you know e- everything is a process, and uh, you know what you guys are doing here to educate the public and the listeners um, is is a great. You know, uh, platform that you guys are really putting together, and number one, I appreciate you guys putting me along. Um, but just to give you a little history about myself, um, um, I was born in Colombia, Latin America, by blood. Oh, um, Colombia came here to the United States. We didn't make the the, the cut in the FIFA, but anyway, four years. <laughs> give us another four years. We'll get better. <laughs> we'll get better. Uh, but you know what? I came here just like any any immigrant. You know, parents came with big goals and dreams I actually was raised by my grandparents here mm-hmm. and uh, you know but I came here very young unlike some people that come at later eight stages I came very young and so a lot of my friends can't figure out my my accent because you know, <laughs> I don't really have one you know so he said but you're Spanish and I said yeah I'm Spanish but you know I just don't have the accent but I guess that's when I was came very little but I did it just like everybody else you know I went to school I went to high school. Uh, I was lucky enough to go to college. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, not the best colleges in the world, but you know, my parents were able to do enough for an education and all that. And um, you know, I got into uh, the design field. I've always had the uh, the the talent to be artistic. Uh, You know, I first started studying architecture. That was really like my first passion. Wow! And uh, but sure enough, I didn't really you know follow it as a career. Uh, but then I got shortly into graphic design, fashion design, and I basically made my career out of being a fashion designer for more than 20, 25 years. That's awesome. Um, you know, I've uh, had my own brand. I've worked for a few famous people. And, uh, you know, that's that's how I started, you know, got into the field from the artistic point of view.
2: That's a big resume. <laughs> yes, we hope that. Through this explanation, you guys get to know our chief design officer. He's uh, putting a lot of hard work into this company, so we also thank you for that. Um, I wanted to ask you, so how did you feel when the project Crypto Magazine was pretty much assigned to you?
1: Wow, good question, Eduardo. Um, <laughs> I, I got to tell you that I think uh, I wish number one, Just as shocked as everyone else, you know, when it was amounts, honestly, Uh, because it it was never in in our deck of cards. It was always about building a utility token Mm -hmm. that people could go out and use it, you know, make money by the value of buying shares and so on and so on. And But a magazine never, ever, you know, was discussed at the initial when we launched the business. Right. Um, but when I was assigned to it, uh, number one, I was shocked. Uh, but I was, you know, pleasantly uh, delighted, you know, to get the project. Uh, you know, once we break out our first issue, which is going to be very soon. Yes. You'll see in my editor's note that for me, really what came to my mind once, I mean, it took me nothing but five minutes to get over the shock, accept the project and say, okay, now i got a platform to speak on behalf of everybody here. Right. And the one thing that I did get excited about at the same time as I was surprised and shocked was the possibility of what the magazine could do. Mm. You know, what we could put out there to people and the way in which we could do it. So for me, I found it as like, okay, now I have a challenge. How do we get through that challenge? Um, but I think it's an awesome platform, just like what you guys are doing here. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, your your audience is going to keep growing and growing and growing. Absolutely. And really what I'm trying to do is basically the same thing with you guys, but from a visual standpoint, mm-hmm. where someone can pick up our magazine mm-hmm. and, you know, learn and, and read and enjoy, you know, what we've got to share with everybody.
2: You, you mentioned having a physical uh, magazine, but also we, if I'm not mistaken, we are doing also a digital Yes,
1: yes, absolutely. Um, One of the things that we're noticing is that, obviously, the the world of publication is not what it used to be anymore. Right. Uh, You know, a lot of people don't really physically like to pick up or just don't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And so, we're kind of a company that, you know, we want to work with people that are a little bit old school, a little Mm -hmm. bit like me, but at the same time, you know, a generation like you guys, which are very in tune, connected, to this whole technological world. And yes, we are also going to offer a uh, online version as well.
2: That is amazing. Okay.
1: Um, can, you, can you please walk us through the
0: process um, that you took to start the magazine? Wow,
1: that's another good question. <laughs> um, you know what? I, I think that for me, uh, David, was simple in the aspect that um, one of the things, you know, that, uh, you know, we're looking to do with everything that we're putting together is obviously um, address the Latin community as a community that is very misinformed, uh, miseducated or just lack of education in terms of what's going on in technology and cryptocurrency, blockchain, all that stuff, which is what we're all about. Right. And so in my mind, the goal really with this magazine was to, number one, you know, educate the public. Um, obviously, we're starting with the Latin community, but we're going to be everywhere, too. Every ethnicity, because at the end of the day, we're all one, you know, in this world. And But what my thought process was to really just go out there and educate people about what's going on in this whole technological space. I mean, specifically speaking about cryptocurrency, which is what we talk about here in our show. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, it was very important that in everything that we spoke about, whether it, it was a blockchain technology or cryptocurrency or any kind of business news, was just to basically use simple language that anybody can pick up, and after you've gone to through two, three pages, you know you could actually sit there and say, "Wow, so that's a cryptocurrency." Like I had no clue that that's what's about. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that was always the process: to okay, how can we educate the public so that they're more aware of what's going on, and not just to teach them, but that they can actually capitalize on it. Whether it's to know how to buy the proper currency, how much of it to buy, why buy it. And so that was really the process for me, what it was all about. And you know, we hope that with every issue that we put out there, that that's always what we're that we're doing every single issue. You know, educating the public, but also empowering you know the the public. Because like once word. you have the education mm-hmm. and the knowledge, then you're empowered to use it. Now, whether you use it or not, it's a different story. But I think those were you know going a hand in
2: That's pretty good. Um, I, I wanted to ask you right um, since this is a, a, you know a massive project that came to you um, did you end up getting help from anyone
1: uh, yes I did mm-hmm. you know one, one thing that uh, people always have to realize is that no matter how big the project how how small or big it is there's always somebody else other than the person who originates it mm-hmm. uh, you know a magazine uh, you know I've never designed a magazine, number one. So that's where I found the project, you know, challenging to me. Um, I knew that the artistic side I could do with my hands, you know, with my eyes closed because that's just basically what I do. Right. But as soon as I got the project, I went in YouTube. Obviously, YouTube is the university of the world. It's there for free. So use it. Use it. Learn how to use it. I'm on that university Uh, too. (laughs) Well, hey, listen, you know what? It's there. That's One of the beautiful things about technology, right? Right. That a lot of things are there. And I just went in and I dove in on how to create a magazine. And when I saw what the steps were, I mean, there's writers that are involved, graphic people, people who search the content. And so I knew that this was not going to be a solo project from day one. And yes, I did help. I had um, help from external people. Uh, some family members, uh, some other people that are indirectly connected with Cryptoon right now, and obviously I had some help from the creative team here. So yes, I did help have help from Poking. Yes,
2: I don't blame you. It's it, it's a massive project. One person cannot do it by himself, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. With that with that being said, what what was the most
0: difficult challenge that you came across, and how did you approach it, and how did you resolve it? Wow, that's a
2: really good question. We gain, we gain some really um, questions today for you. So, because we're very, we're very <laughs> excited, you know, we we want to know because we, we, even though we work here together, but sometimes we had to be in our, our own office, you know, right. doing our thing because we're also doing, you know, social media, podcasts, and all these different things. So that's why we have these great questions for you.
1: Well, you know what? I gotta tell you that I think this question I'm gonna keep asking myself. Every single month when we put a new issue, because, you know, because of the fact that, you know, physical publication is not what it used to, because again, just like you mentioned, everybody's mostly online right now. My goal, once I figure out that it was to educate and empower the public, then the next question is where the creative side came in. And so the first question that I asked myself was like, okay, so how different am I going to be from a medium, a Wired, uh, you know, MIT magazine, you know, those people or those publications that are already in the marketplace, you know, doing not necessarily, but what we intended to do, but they're there and they have, you know, the audience already there. My first thing was, how do I come up to be a little bit different than them, and so for me artistically, in terms of the art and the, compo- the 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 composition of the magazine, the graphics, that's where I knew that I could be different because that's what I do. And so after looking at about maybe ten magazines that were just some of the best in in um, uh, in technology, I basically took what I thought was a good standard and just made it different so that Krypton could have its own flavor, like, you know, mm-hmm. as it's known. That's right. And um, really just to put a little spin on it. So if people were, you know, doing a, a specific font, I decided to use a font that not many magazines use, but it's still very creative. Um, it's new, it's trending. And so that's where I thought I was a little different. So in some of the pages... You know, you're going to see a very clean, modern magazine coming from an art background. In art, one of the things that works really well is when you're very minimal, because then it becomes more difficult to make it differently. So it was in terms of where the pictures were placed, you know, whether they were one side, that side, Um, and so those are some of the elements artistically that I thought were going to set me or us a little different. Than from all the other stuff that's there. But at the same time, you can't ignore that there's some magazines that are just really good the way that they're set. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with copying one of the best. You just right. put your own little tweak on it, you know.
2: Right. Um, you, you said it so like simple, so smooth, but <laughs> I know you had a couple of headaches and I know you had to sometimes scratch what you had and start over again. Or redesign something because um, we also deal with social media sometimes. Kevin and I, we we have something like an image, and then ah nah, let's switch the font. So I can understand a little bit of what you went through. Um, I actually wanted to ask you: um, we you ended up interviewing a successful entrepreneur, right? Yes. Um, could you please tell us about that experience? Like,
1: first of all, what's his name, and you know, what does he do? What industry is he in? Sure. Now, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, we wanted to do with the magazine that was a little different, uh, and again, this is, I guess, part two of, you know, the first question you just asked me, David, about how, you know, what was difficult is that one of the ideas that we had for the magazine, and we're going to keep doing every month, is to pick a person, a successful business person, that you know, has been in in, in in a specific industry that has had a good, you know, business record in terms of the successes that he or she has done. Uh, again, we're starting with Latin American leaders that are not necessarily known just because nobody writes about us. Right. And so mm-hmm. that's where we thought, you know, we would make president and, you know, build from there uh all of us unanimously uh picked this gentleman by the name of uh chelo ramirez uh actually he, that's not his actual name mm-hmm. it's hard to pronounce so i'm not going to mess it up on the air <laughs> but he's known as chelo to all his friends <laughs> which I I know it is. He's, he's a gentleman that uh you know uh born in the dominican republic you know, emigrated just like me, just like you guys, and you know, with a dream, and you know, from very young, you know, he wanted to be uh, a business owner. Um, he got involved with his brother, who had uh, two or three restaurants uh, that were named uh, Caridad, that they were very famous uh, about maybe 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And uh, he got involved in the business helping his brother while he was going to St. Paul's University of State. And uh, he would come down every weekend to help his brother out in the restaurant business. And uh, his brother was doing really well. When his brother decided to buy the third restaurant, um, he said, Listen, instead of buying the restaurants, why don't we come up with our own restaurant? And that's how it started with him. So his journey, you know, from where he started, um, all the way through his band, he's been in the restaurant business for more than 25 years now. That's
2: impressive.
1: Um, he's had a pretty unbelievable record. Uh, you know, one of the questions that I asked him was, you know, what have been some of your, like, let's say your worst catastrophic, like, venture? And what's interesting, he says, I've never had one. And I said, impossible. <laughs> like, every business person has one. And he says, no, uh, you know what? I've never had one. I've only had restaurants that didn't do what I thought they were going to do, but I never had to close a restaurant due to mismanagement, not enough capital or anything like that. Uh, So he's an interesting guy. He's an interesting gentleman. And, you know, he was definitely the first one chosen unanimously, Mm -hmm. you know, to brace our cover. So, you know, uh, we're going to have a few more going. Uh, And obviously, you know, we're starting out with Latin, you know, leaders, but we're going to have different cultures. I mean, whoever we think is uh, appropriate to the magazine, the culture, if we can learn something from it, again, you know, the concept or the motto is to educate and empower. So any business person that can come across our, you know, uh, magazine and that can do those things, they'll be on the cover.
2: Now, I wanted to ask you, does Mr. Uh, Ramirez,
1: does he operate in different states or just in, in New York? You know, as far as I'm concerned, or uh, as far as I, uh, I know, most of his businesses are here in New York. Uh, he does have, I believe, one or two businesses in the Dominican Republic also. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does have a, have a, a few partners that... They, they kind of co-share all the different businesses and everything, but the majority of his businesses like here in New York.
2: That's great. He, it's understandable, right? You're within the area. You don't you don't want to have places all over, right? So, um, um, David, David. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really think that
0: that that the story that you're saying about a uh, uh, um is very very interesting, yeah. very intriguing, and I really want to read the magazine and and see that interview um but with that being said uh do you have any other entrepreneurs
1: lined up um
0: you know for the next magazines
1: yes 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 we do um obviously it's it's supposed to be a surprise so i won't throw any names out (laughs) Uh, i don't blame you for that (laughs) But, but yes we do we do have a few people Uh, We actually have uh, one woman that's a candidate. Oh, Uh, that's great. Again, you know, I... I Equality. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I I think at the end of the day, especially in today's time, uh, women are just as powerful as men and in some cases even more powerful. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, there will be nothing greater than to be able to eventually, you know, whether it's this month or the next or whatever, have, um, you know, a woman... You know, gracing the magazine as leaders, I mean, it's only going to, you know, uh, stand out, you know, in the community and also for other women, you know, I think it would be a, um, a big inspiration. So, um, yeah, we do have some, some good people coming across, for sure. Very good to know.
2: Do you have, uh, like, could you at least give us a sneak peek of, like, the industry that they're in? Because Mr. Cello, he's in the uh, right. restaurant industry, right? Right, so the food Industry, but um, right. like uh, like in your mind, as you're already like you said, right? Thinking right. not just the next uh uh issue, but even two, three, you know uh ahead. Like what what's in your mind? Like do you want to cover like all the industries little by little, or you you first want to focus on certain industries first?
1: Uh, no, honestly, Eduardo, it's, it's not really about any industry at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that at the end of the day, if the person is successful, it doesn't matter where they're, where they're from, really. Mm-hmm. You know, our goal is that, you know, in the interview is that if, if we feel that this person, again, could give something back, right, in terms mm-hmm. of empowering, you know, the readers, and give something back, educate the reader in some shape or form is really what we're looking for. You know, we're looking for people that are really just good role models. That when we put them in the magazine, we could say, "Wow, that's what we stand for." Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there'll be leaders out there, I, I know leaders that. Are great but I don't think they would be proper for our magazine based right. on what we want to do so no the industry has nothing to do with it it's really more about the individual him or herself that you know that's how we'll choose it
2: right um, well this interview definitely got real interesting um, but I would like to ask you like how long did it take you to to put this this massive project together because we're saying a massive and, and it's big but it was put on a certain time, like mm-hmm. so. We would like to know, like, like approximately how long did it take you to put this magazine together?
1: Well, good question. Um, it got to, it got put together fairly quickly um, because we didn't have a choice. I mean, it was all running against time, too. Running against time, yes. Uh, but like I said, I don't think it would have been possible without help. You know of a few external people you know we had some contributing you know people on the articles and stuff like that but we put it all together in about uh maybe 15 16 days um and uh you know we ran a little bit behind schedule uh, but for the most part we got it done yeah that's great um
2: i also just wanted to quickly i'm sorry to interrupt david um I, I know you at the, at the interview you were with uh, one of our EVPs of communications which is uh, Joshua right mm-hmm. you were also with um, our uh, customer service relations which uh, Kevin Reyes uh, handles that mm-hmm. so they were there with you on that um, on that day that you were interviewing mr. Uh, Ramirez right yes well um, I just wanted to you know give them credit also because they're also part of the team um, I know Joshua T you know that day he, he really put himself out there throughout the whole day to make sure that because of you we mentioned we were running against time but right. um so I know that that day uh it wasn't easy but um just like us when we focus on a goal we, we make sure that we execute it right? we, we accomplish it um David uh do you have anything else for him uh yes uh real typical
0: question. Um, where do you see? Where do you see Crypto Magazine in a year? That's a great question.
1: <laughs> wow, um, <laughs> talking about getting ahead of yourself. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know it's, I, I know
0: this is the first magazine, but, yes. but going through the process and everything, do you
2: think that this collapsed? Could this be like through? the next Forbes magazine that you know people will talk about?
1: Y- you know what? Um, for me, again. And what you had asked me from the beginning, like what was one of my, my, my challenges and you know, the way that I explained it for me, if crypto can do what we set out to do, which is again, educate and empower the business people that are going to grace the magazine are going to give their own take on business life and just success. I really feel that with the magazine, we can attract other successful people to want to be part of the community. If we could do that, this magazine could actually have its own legs to stand on just with a business community that's going to help us, Cryptoon, educate the majority of the public. If we could do that, or if they can help us to do that, and in turn... What we do for them is that we help them market their business. We help them network. You know, uh, advertisers with um, uh, with actually people that are going to be coming through the magazine. If we can all network and help everybody in a year from now, it would be nice if this could be the next Forbes. Why not? I like Mister Malcolm Forbes.
2: <laughs> you you actually mentioned um, you actually mentioned uh, advertising. Mm-hmm um have a little information concerning that, right? Mm-hmm. We we actually did have some some um companies yes. put their 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 businesses on, on, on our magazine so that we could also advertise for them. Yes. So that's something that we're also doing, right? We're also yes putting other businesses on our magazine. Yes. And we're giving them an opportunity to be exposed with us.
1: Absolutely. Uh, the the goal with Cryptoon again, other than uh, educating and empowering, is that we run it. We want to run the magazine like a typical magazine is run in terms from a business standpoint. Um, everything that we do here, you know, is is business driven because this is a business. Right. And so one of my goals is, uh, you know, to hopefully have Cryptoon running like an individual, you know. Uh, like a baby within, you know, a whole group of babies here in in the, you know, within the corporation. Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, our goal is to definitely have advertisers of good people, again, that they can expose their business, you know, to the, to other, to the community. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't have a huge circulation, but we're definitely poised to. Mm -hmm. And I must say that one of our advertisers was a beautiful car company by the name of BMW. You know, they thought and they saw that we had potential for doing something good. And they're one of the first ones to step up to their plate. Um, I also have to give credit to a business out there that's with one of the co-founders of the company, Yankee Pizza. Yankee
2: Pizza, yeah, yes. Yeah, also
1: uh, put out a nice ad with us. So, and uh, what's the name of the uh, owner of Yankee Pizza? Uh, his name is uh, Jose Darío Collado. Uh, again he's one of the co-founders and also uh decided that that would be another way that he could support the business right. and by the way he did pay for the ad <laughs> uh, and uh yeah so we're here to also help network businesses to you know uh profit with their businesses.
2: what an amazing interview david what do you think it was a very very um informative um
0: this is what the interview is for, so right. we could promote this magazine and, and, and push it out there.
2: Well, um, Krypton wants to thank you for all your hard and smart work that you know you're implementing to our company uh, to help us. You know, rise to the top. You know, we're visionaries, right? We're, we're working towards you know bringing Krypton to a, a successful level where you know we'll be known as the technology company that we are. Um, and uh, we hope that you know you'll be able to to join our, our future podcast because uh, um, we that's also one of our goals. You know, we we also want to bring uh, special guests to to our podcast. So today you were um, our special guest, and uh, we want to say you know thank you for coming.
1: Well, listen, uh, I think uh, the feelings are mutual. Uh, you know, thank you for inviting me. You know, to the podcast. I think you guys are doing a great job. Uh, I think that the more the public gets informed about, you know, who you guys are, you know, as as a team, as a duo, and uh, Krypton itself, I think we'll we'll be doing what we're supposed to be doing and what we set out to do, which is to again educate and empower the public. If we can do that, we're all going to be having campus. I
2: believe we can.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.
2: Well, just want to give a round of applause for all your work that you have done. Very Thank much. you very much. Thank you.